In this week's episode, I'm joined by Andres Sigcha, founder of Tari.ai. This week, our conversation is about DEI metrics in performance reviews, autism-friendly airports, skills-based hiring, and more. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to Five Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I've found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Andres, welcome to the show. Will you please introduce yourself? Tell folks a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. Uh, Andres Sitcha, founder and CEO of Tardi. Uh, we are a company that helps first-time managers communicate more effectively using AI. Um, that's what we have found, that first-time managers are intricate to organizations, and unfortunately, they don't have the training or the skills to lead people. Most of the time, they're just good performers, and we just found out through research that if they are able to communicate effectively, then they will they can actually lead better. So that's what we do. <laughs> I love that. Can you talk a little bit about how your product helps managers and sort of what are some of the communication problems you're trying to solve? Yeah, definitely. So um, I, I believe that, you know, as, as first-time managers, usually they're good contributors, mm -hmm. and, you know, in sales or in customer service or in other fields. And as, a, you know, so a leader is like, oh, Peter, come in. You are now going to become a manager. And Peter's like, well, I have never led a team. I don't know how to have good meetings. I don't know how to give performance reviews or one-on-ones or feedback or so most of the time they're kind of just left alone and i'll tell you a crazy fact 60 percent of managers fail and their first 24 months of their job and you know we can attribute them to well they don't have the skills but as an organization if you bring somebody to fill that role i guess your job should be train them and provide them with the right tools that they need sure set them up for success yeah so how does your product work? Does it integrate with a, an existing platform or how does it actually work on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, definitely. So uh, as you will know, you know, technology is like in everything that we do. And uh, one of the big trends for AI and everything that is coming is kind of being embedded in the workflow, your daily workflow. Uh, and for us was a very specific, you know, if you want a tool that it interacts with you, it has to be where you are working, you know, so we're integrated into Microsoft Teams where you are chatting with your team members, where you're meeting, and, you know, obviously you have Outlook and everything in between, and that's where they, uh, we're calling it Isla. So Isla is our agent that interacts with you, and the way that it works is that it learns who you are, uh, asks you certain questions, 
And then as the system is kind of getting to know you, obviously you ask questions. Uh, initially it becomes a little reactive where you ask, hey, how could I do this? Or what should I do in this situation? And then as the system is, learns more, it becomes proactive. So the next week it will ask you, Bernadette, hey, how was that situation that you asked me about this? Were you able to figure out how can I help you? Uh, and, you know, kind of just making it short. And then after you talk to it and or, you know, to her, <laughs> I don't know how we <laughs> want to call it, to Isla, um, <laughs> Isla provides certain elements of training. So it will say, I see that these are the main topics that we there's opportunities for improvement. So let me help you with this. And it just kind of provides training. Now, you know, uh, we are taking it to the next step uh, where we believe that this is a massive opportunity for individuals, but also for organizations. And is training without practice or without mm -hmm. implementation is just mm -hmm. knowledge. Right. So it's good. We, yeah. So good. <laughs> Anyhow, so oh yeah, so so we're uh, implementing a role play system. Okay. You you know after you have practiced, Isla says, "Perfect. Now let's practice this." Bernadette, your role will your kind of task will be to tell Mary that you know these she has missed her quota in the last couple quarters. So you suggest you know provide any help, any feedback, and then make sure that the expectations are clear. And then the system will analyze the performance, how you're doing it, and then it will give you a score and it will say, oh, perfect, Bernadette, here are the improvements. So now, as you can see, it becomes uh -huh. a full training end-to-end -end system where you are not just learning something, but you're practicing, but the actual learning becomes personal and uh -huh. need rather than you know a 10,000 people organization where they just said here learn these and figure out and when the teams that folks are managing are increasingly diverse it's so important to manage inclusively so talk to me a little bit about how your product is helping folks manage diverse teams yeah definitely well you know in this era where we're meeting uh, in video calls like you know every single company is a, has a distributed teams and by distributed teams, I mean, you know, everywhere in the world. So that means that you're having people from all backgrounds, from all beliefs, from all races, mm -hmm. from all genders. So you have no choice but to be understanding and aware of these intricacies of leading, you know, kind of diverse teams. So Isla has been trained on very uh, specific, inclusive terms and just knowledge and just ways of making sure that managers have this awareness of how to lead inclusively and diverse teams. I love it. That's very, very cool and something that a lot of folks can really benefit from. Um, Andres, in your work with your companies, uh, with your clients, and, and I guess just in general, what's giving you hope around diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, it's been, and, and I love your intro where you said that you you, try, you focus on the good rather than the bad. And I think it's a choice, you know, sure. we see all these bad elements and all these things, but I, same as you, choose to focus on the good, on that people can learn and that people can be trained and that we as humans have the desire to always be inclusive, but we just need to kind of be open to that learning element. and. To me, it occurred that 
if if there is a, a system that is safe that it provides this you know psychological safety where you mm -hmm. can learn without somebody knowing oh you're you, this is the bad things that you're doing so it's just personal and you're like mm -hmm. improving and you have a measurement and you're able to kind of like track progress then you are actually becoming a better leader and a better manager mm. so for, again you know i think this is extremely important because uh you know this is the world that we live in on it's yeah. not going to change it's actually going to just fast track and you know having people that are from different backgrounds different beliefs different religions is is the normal sure so we better jump in the wagon or we're, we'll be left behind that's right i completely agree well one thing that i wrote about in this week's five things newsletter was watching uh, one of my family members in their flow state at work i had the opportunity to sort of be a fly on the wall and sort of witness them really just doing their thing, um, just sort of sitting back. And it was such a cool experience that it made me think about my own flow state with my own sort of what does it mean to be in the zone? For me, it's it's really speaking and any opportunity I get to present like this. Um, and I would actually love for you to share a little bit about what's your flow state? What does it mean? What, what does it look like when you're in the zone? Hey, certainly. Um, I love to create. Mm -hmm. uh, I love to see where are the opportunities as a as a positive person and uh you know there i could tell you like all these these profiles and all the stuff i'm always like the top chart of being positive so okay. that's where i that's where my flow is, is into into seeing the opportunities seeing the the possibilities and what it can be not what it is mm. so you're a manifester like me i'm sure you yes. must be <laughs> exactly but i need sometimes people that help me bring to the ground you know so. of course <laughs> of course we are nothing without our teams okay yeah. and without just the support of other folks cheering each other on i mean we're both entrepreneurs so the hustle is real let's get <laughs> let's be honest about that but we are nothing without the folks behind us and and, and with us on our teams yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I, I was talking to one of my team uh, members yesterday and I told him that it, when in my first journey as an entrepreneur, I was like, I thought I could do everything. I mm -hmm. could do this, do this, and I was never able to grow. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's all about maturity and learning and the process of becoming a better person, professional, where you realize that you cannot do it all. You always need people next to you, helping you, seeing things that you don't see. So, uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this week's good vibes. The first story comes from Hitachi, which beginning next year is taking a proactive approach by adding DEI metrics to its employee performance reviews. Specifically, this is going to impact 40% of its Japan-based workplace. So the reason this is significant is because um, Japan faces unique DEI challenges, including a big gender gap, a big aging population. And, uh, and so seeing this sort of play out in Japan is going to be a really meaningful uh, shift. It's not the type of thing we tend to see. First of all, we don't see a lot of companies doing it here in the States, but it's certainly something that we're not seeing a lot of um, uh, Asian-based companies doing. So I think this is a really big win for Hitachi. Yeah, definitely. I would love to do like uh, follow them, like like as you said, uh, the fly on the wall and see how they actually do this because it sounds challenging, but if they can actually pull it off, 
it's going to be just a worldwide phenomenon that I think could be implemented in other, you know, companies that are global. Yeah, we need to see more accountability. I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, we're setting all these goals, but it's another thing to have accountability. And so when a country, com when a company as large as Hitachi is doing this, it's certainly going to inspire others to follow suit. Okay, the second story this week is coming uh, from JFK Airport in New York and other airports, which have become more autism friendly. So uh, on LinkedIn, Nate Shelev, who's autistic, wrote about their experience at JFK and how it was dramatically improved due to the Sunflower Initiative, a symbol for hidden disabilities. So navigating an airport can be really chaotic, especially for someone with autism. But Nate was wearing the sunflower lanyard, which signifies a need for support and grants access to a separate security lane without explanation. So this is something that is proactive. It's happening at airports across the country. And when folks wear some sort of sunflower badge, it's a signal to the airport staff that they have uh, special accommodations. And I love that this is proactive and it's reducing the stigma. Definitely. That's such a great initiative. Now, I think this should, should be also the opposite where they put a little sign where the people can actually find where they have to go. People mm -hmm. with you know, disabilities and needs can actually go to that. That's great. It sure is. All right. The third story this week comes from the state of Massachusetts here in the U.S., where Governor Maura Healey signed an executive order eliminating minimum education requirements for state agency hires. So it's a shift to a more skills-based hiring. It's fantastic, and it's something we need to see a lot more of. Definitely. Well, I believe that, you know, that's why also one of the reasons why we built Tardy, because it's not about what you study, it's about how you apply things in your real life and that's like those are training you know like things so for us we envision also sorry that i put this little thing but i think <laughs> that if you're able to take a course you know and just say oh i i saw this on linkedin learning how did you apply that right. how did you make it real so if if there are you know certifications that now can go into these like obviously like i learned ai and i learned this and learned that what, what an amazing world we're living in where education just becomes secondary and the skills are actually what matters. That's exactly right. And I think that we tend to forget sometimes uh, that a lot of times higher education degrees are out of reach for some folks for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of systemic racism and oppression makes it harder to obtain these degrees, yet they there are a lot of folks with great skills. And so I think making this shift is really uh, about equity. 100%. All right. The fourth story this week comes from Walmart, which is showing up on five things uh, at an increasingly uh, common rate, which is fantastic. I wrote about Walmart recently because they uh, gave some significant promotions or uh, uh, raises to their managers. Well, they're doing it again. This time, Walmart is giving its store managers up to $20,000 annually in stock grants, which is effectively making them owners in the country, in the company, um, potentially helping them earn over $400,000 annually. And when about 75% of store management 
began as hourly employees, this can be really significant, especially for BIPOC folks who are um, more likely to work as customer facing employees. It's a really great uh, path for them to wealth. Crazy. You know, I, they are, I think, reinventing themselves. Obviously, I, I read a few years ago that Walmart was one of the companies that had the highest turnover. Mm. And obviously, because minimum, you know, kind of work or, or element. And now it's like, you know, they're kind of switching this to providing a path that is, you know, inclusive and that actually offers a, a good future for, for anybody. We got to get those uh, Walmart store managers to use Tari. That's it. All right. Walmart, <laughs> here we are. Walmart, if you are listening or watching, talk to Andres. <laughs> All right, especially because they probably don't, well, I'm sure there's a lot of on-the-job training, but they might not, I mean, because they are constantly in motion, it might be hard for them to sit down and sort of attend a, uh, you know, an in-person training, and it seems like your product could be a really good fit there. Anyway. 100%, yeah. Okay, the fifth story this week is about Mark Cuban, who is one of the owners of the Dallas Mavericks. He's a shark on Shark Tank. And he is another powerful straight white guy speaking out for DEI. He said on X, formerly Twitter, if you find the companies who think that diversity is a negative, let me know. I want to short them or compete against them. So he is a big, big supporter of, of DEI because he knows it's the reality. He knows it's necessary. Yeah, love it, love it. I'm I'm glad that you know we're seeing people not just that have good ideas, but that actually have made it and that have this uh, you know perception of like it matters. You know whether whether you want it or not, <laughs> whether you believe it or not, it, it is here and it matters and and is real. Absolutely, absolutely. And we need more folks like Mark, folks like Jamie Dimon who have power, who have privilege, who have access and influence to keep speaking up because folks listen to them. Their voice really matters. Yeah, definitely. They are very influential. Okay, uh, so this week's call to action is a reminder that, hey folks, it is Black History Month. So in the spirit of intersectionality, um, we're gonna drop a list of 12 black queer books and 21 black queer films in the show notes, in the comments. So you can check them out, diversify your media sources and learn more about all different types of stories and cultures. And Andres, how can folks get in touch with you? Yeah, um, well, you can reach out at, at, at our website. Uh, we have a form where we you know, are onboarding early customers uh, is uh, tari.ai and I'm gonna spell it T a r i y dot a i uh no if you want to connect with me on linkedin would love to is uh, my name uh, i know it's a little different but uh follow us reach out we would love to see how we can help organizations really train their managers uh and i i, I, I would love to finish with this you know i i came across to this wonderful book it's called power to the middle and it talks about really one of the important elements of how managers connect, you know, C-level to frontline strategy to execution and how, you know, like in a sense, sometimes they have been forgotten. And yeah. uh, we have not forgotten you managers. Here we are to help you, <laughs> to train you and to provide the skills that you need. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for that. Hope you uh, get a lot of folks who reach out to you from the show. Really great having you, Andres. I'm going to um, make sure everything gets put in the show notes. And folks, if you don't already subscribe to the Five Things newsletter, you can subscribe at Five Things DEI dot com thank you everyone have a great week thank you bye-bye bye thank you for listening to five things in 15 minutes i hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories if you did would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform and if you don't already get my five things newsletter join at five things I'm Bernadette Smith, and I'll see you next week right here for five things in 15 minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI.